All right, this week we have liftoff. Yes, we are taking this plane up, up, up officially into the eclipse portal and we can expect reroutes. We can expect delays. We can expect your own version of a mile high club. And definitely you're going to want to buckle up and fasten those seatbelts because there's definitely some cosmic turbulence ahead. Welcome to Cosmic Rx Radio, a podcast that gives you real-life tools of spiritual empowerment and pure hype. I'm your host and intuitive guide, Maddie Murphy. I'll be serving up your weekly energy readings, cosmic boss interviews, and astro inspiration. Are you ready to love yourself more, manifest your dream life, and own your magic? Let's jump in. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. I'm here. It's me, Maddie. I'm back with your weekly energy report. I mean, I never left, but I did leave. It's all weird in the podcast world. You couldn't see me. I was not here. I was in Cleveland for two weeks taking care of my life wizard. He got open heart surgery. It was intense, but he is healing. He is healthy. And I appreciate all of your love. And I also really appreciate just you supporting me. I loved all of your DMs. And I also appreciate just letting me be human. I know the past two weeks, and actually the week before that, I got my vaccine. So the past few weeks, your girl has been a little off her game. Even right now, I have some allergies, but I'm here. Mentally, I'm feeling lit up. It is Gemini season. I am feeling activated right now. But I appreciate, you know, doing something like this podcast. One of my hesitations in the beginning was like, oh, I just know myself every week. I'm not going to be perfect. Things happen. Life gets crazy. I have a big, wild life. It's very, you know, lots of moving parts, lots of people, lots of projects. So thank you for letting me be here. Just, you know, doing the damn thing perfectly imperfect. So more of that. Cheers to that. And let's see, before I get into this freaking intense week with, you know, eclipse season officially kicking off, we are in the retrograde shadow. And before I even get into the recap last week in our new segment, astrology isn't real, then why? First of all, I'd love some of you slid into my DMs with your own. If astrology isn't real, they were amazing. The things you sent me, amazing. Before I get into that, I do want to say I have a really exciting announcement. Our Cosmic Fit Club at Cosmic RX, we open up membership quarterly. So we're about to open up our summer enrollment on the day of this podcast. Let's see, this comes out on the 20th, the 21st, excuse me. And we open doors for an early bird special. I always laugh at early bird special. I feel like I'm like a pancake house. But we open on May 24th. If you're interested, let me know. Slide into my DMs if you have questions. This is a great opportunity. We have this membership. We wanted to create a space where we could, yes, do moon circles together, but where we could also gather a lot of our tools and tips and resources 
And we have this amazing crew of cosmic coaches who are there to do live coaching circles with you in between your moon circles on everything from a relationship coaching, money mindset work, you know, staying embodied in your practice. We have someone who helps us understand like social justice activism. That's Carissa. She was on the podcast and she leads us through movement and helping us be in our bodies. And we have like our on crew shaman who's helping us teach about all kinds of things, working with crystals and energy hygiene. And it's just a really happy place. Such an amazing crew of people there currently. And I've gotten to see people go through such epic transformation in this container. You know, you hear me talk a lot about as we move into 2021, yes, self-care is so important, but it has to go hand in hand with community care. It has to go hand in hand with, you know, feeling that support of people outside of you and also having you help others and show up and be a sacred witness to other people in their humanness and in their transformation. And it creates this really like divine grid work energy of all these people working together towards common purpose. And also if you're someone who's like new to the cosmic world, if you're like a beginner witch or someone who's cosmically curious, this is such a great place to get your feet wet, to learn from some really high integrity individuals, to do it at a really affordable rate and to keep it all super accessible. Okay. So the membership for the year is $99. You get access to so much. I can't even monthly energy reports to, you know, new moon, full moon live events, so many coaching circles. And we do like breath work and we have meditation and we have movement. We also have exclusive discounts. If you want to take your work one-on-one with any of these coaches. So let us know if you're interested, we'll have the link in the show notes for that. And if you sign up before June 1st in this early bird enrollment, you get an official swag bag of some cosmic gear so you can rep in your city or hometown and let everyone know you are a cosmic baddie, a cosmic boss. So I am so excited. If you have more questions, do not hesitate to reach out for that. But yeah, that's just been a long time coming. One of our dreams. I love coaching work. I love virtual mentoring, but I know it's not always accessible for people and it can get really expensive or take up a lot of, you know, time, energy, bandwidth. So this is one of our solutions to that. So I hope you like it. I would love to see you there. We have a ton of fun. And then my other announcement, thank you, ratings and reviews. If you want to leave a rating today when this podcast comes out, by the end of the day, we're going to be picking the winner for Taurus season to when you're reading. And then we'll start over again and pick someone by the end of Gemini season. And that is to win a free one-on-one reading with me. It could be anything. It could be a birth chart reading. It could be an astrology consultation, intuitive card and crystal reading. We could chat about intuitive business practices. You let me know. All you got to do is leave that review, leave that rating, and make sure you have your Instagram handle in that review so we can come find you. Okay. So as a reminder, we're going to get into it right now. Okay. And this is what we do here. This is what we do. If you're new here, we go over the themes for the week. We talk about what happened last week, a little recap and review. This is just fun for me, but it's also great if you're new to studying astrology, one of the best ways of understanding what the heck these words mean, what these transits mean is by looking back. I mean, like, oh, that happened when, you know, 
Saturn squared Uranus. That happened. Ah, I see. That's what that energy is. And then we're going to talk about the moon report day to day, what we can expect for our emotional weather. And then today I'm going to dive a little bit deeper into eclipse season because are you ready? We have this week our official super full blood moon lunar eclipse. I mean, could this be more dramatic? I feel like the astrology, I feel like astrology in general is so dramatic. I love it. Like super blood moon eclipse. And you're like, whoa, are you okay? Like, ma'am, are you, uh, is everything okay? (laughs) So it is a dramatic full moon. It's an eclipse. We're going to get all into it. But before we do that, as promised, let's look at the recap from last week. I need a little music segment here. I need a little cut a little snippet of sound, but let's get into if astrology isn't real, okay? Let's look back. So if astrology isn't real, then this is one a lot of you slid into my DMs with, then why the day Jupiter moved into Pisces did the CDC say that we no longer need to wear masks? I mean, that is such a Jupiter and Pisces move, and I'll explain why. I'm not necessarily saying That's the best news for us, safety-wise. But Jupiter and Pisces, I keep describing it, it's like a music festival. It's like this fun, we're all in a field, we're loving each other, we're body painting each other, we're like blowing bubbles. That's what Jupiter and Pisces has felt to me since, I think, when I did my 2021 webinar in the winter, in January. I was like, yeah, it's just going to be like a music festival. It's just like love, peace, harmony, man, good times. And so, yeah, of course, the CDC is like having us come together, kind of this return to, you know, a summer that maybe feels like a little bit more free, a little bit more connected. We can see each other's faces again. And it's hope. And, it you know, it's something that's optimism, which is very much Jupiter and Pisces. But the other thing why it's also Jupiter and Pisces in a shadow way is that the shadow energy of Pisces, because it's ruled well by Jupiter and by Neptune, depending on who you talk to, Neptune and Jupiter, their shadow energy, Jupiter could be overly optimistic, like blind faith, or wanting to be so much about having a good time that they kind of forget about like the details or things that could go wrong. And Neptune is this big old foggy planet that brings us so much in terms of spiritual truth and, again, faith and connecting us to these like metaphysical realms, but it can cloud our judgment or our discernment for sure. And also Pisces is the sign that is most connected to and that rules viruses and the spread of viruses because Pisces has no boundaries. Pisces is like the sign that just goes everywhere. It's everything all at once. And so when you have a situation, last Jupiter and Pisces was the, the swine flu, H1N1, I believe. And this year you looked at Pisces, if you were following astrology, every significant moment in the COVID story had a Pisces moment. So I don't, I am down for new news. I am down for breakthroughs and hope. I'm happy a lot of people are getting vaccinated, but I do know that a lot of people, especially if you work in you know the service industry, if you're doing something that's really outward facing with people, it's stressful because you're not ready to take off the mask. And we know people don't like being told to wear a mask, especially now if you're going against the CDC and it's your own business's rules. So I feel you. I do. I don't know if anyone at the CDC has an astrologer. My guess is no. 
Because they would have seen that the very first time that we even talked about, you know, when COVID became a thing, we started calling it COVID, Mercury was in Pisces. And then the sun was in Pisces when it came to New York City. And when the World Health Organization declared it as a global pandemic, it was sun in Pisces. And then that was right around the time when the sun met up with Neptune. All right. Opposite the full moon in Virgo. Virgo rules health. That's why I think like flu season is always during Pisces season two, just as a end here in the Northern Hemisphere. And then Mars and Pisces, Mars, you know, bringing things into action. Mars and Pisces is when we saw it really take off next level last year. We saw the really rapid wildfire spreading of COVID was during Mars and Pisces. So yeah, Pisces is like very connected to COVID in terms of our collective astrology. So you know, I don't know about that news. Anyway, back to rapid fire. That's not a rapid fire recap. That was a slow, long, like meandering side road on the astrology recap. But also, yeah, if astrology isn't real, then why in Mercury retrograde in Gemini shadow did we have just Two things I noticed, Heathrow Airport, an article I saw where it literally said the airport faced bedlam at the borders with you know people waiting for three or more hours, really backed up travel. That is Mercury retrograde, everyone. Travel, plan, extra margins of time, double check all of your travel itineraries, and just be prepared for delays. Like double check your gates a lot. Mercury is, is a mischief maker, is a trickster. So you can expect hijinks around travel and communication. And on that same note, if astrology isn't real, then why on the day of Mercury retrograde shadow was Instagram down trending on Twitter? I logged on, I saw that, and I was like, you can't make this stuff up. You can't make this stuff up. So like I said, check your travel itineraries. We are not officially in Mercury retrograde yet. I'm going to talk about that more next week. It's nothing to fear. It's nothing to get all wound up about, but it is a good time for extra awareness. So back up your phones, back up your files, take it to the cloud. If you've had your check engine light on, get your car maintenance done, etc., etc. All right. These are things that are, will pay off in the long term. I promise you. Also, expect the exes and ghosts of relationship past to start emerging if they haven't already. Mercury retrograde brings things from our past out to the open, and Gemini is the sign of doing things twice, and Gemini is this social butterfly, likes to text, likes to hang out, so you can expect probably an extra boost of certain people coming back coming back from the dead, emerging in your DMs, in your snaps, in your texts. This week, we have a few things happening. And uh, before I get to the moon report, I just want to say that we are officially also entering not only Mercury retrograde, but Saturn is going to retrograde this week. And Pluto has been retrograde. So I just love Gemini season this year is just bringing extra chaos is like that friend of yours who's just really fun, but also it's just like effing shit up all the time. Or like an artist who just is like, yeah, the best way I do art is by destroying everything first. Or someone who's just like, it's like we're going to bender, an astrological bender for the next few weeks. It's going to ultimately, I think, be very illuminating, very liberating. We're going to feel lots of things 
closing and ending really fast. And like with whiplash speed, things beginning, new opportunities, fresh starts out of the blue. It's like Gemini season is coming in and being like, all right, 2021 got off to a little bit of a slow start in terms of some of this change we're going to make happen. So here you go. I'm, I'm, I'm helping things along, but it's like a whirling dervish of it. So let's talk about the moon. Who wants to talk about the moon? Me. This is just your emotional weather report, how you can take care of yourself. Take care of your damn self. It's so important throughout the week. The moon is obviously connected to and reflects our inner world. So by working with the moon, you can understand, you know, how to honor and care for your emotions throughout the week and also honoring what you may need you know, from yourself for others. And one thing I love about astrology, it just helps us articulate that so much better, right? Instead of just being like, I'd feel off. It's like, well, how, why, what do you need? What can I do for you? So when this podcast comes out on the 21st, the moon moves into Libra at night. You'll have the moon in Virgo in the morning. So you might feel like, you know what? Use that push in the a.m., Use that push. Get some shit done. Moon in Virgo, you know, get some things off of your to-do list because Libra moon weekends, you're not going to want to feel really productive, okay? Just get stuff done in the morning on Friday. I promise you, it'll pay off. And then the 21st night, and so it's Friday and Saturday, moon in Libra. Like I said, yummy, yummy, well into Sunday. This is a great time to just look around your life take inventory, take stock. Where do you need to be more in balance? Where can you just bring a little bit more harmony into your situation? Meaning if you haven't worked out in a while because you've been just going through it at work, that's fine. No need to beat yourself up. But maybe Moon and Libra weekend, you make it a priority to get some movement in. Go for a bike ride. Flex on those new roller skates that TikTok made you buy. Whatever it is, Bring yourself back into balance. And then we have, as we move into Sunday night and Monday and into Tuesday evening, then we have Scorpio moon days. This is just a good time to have awareness over your mood. Sometimes Scorpio moon days, we can feel a little angsty. We can feel a little just petulant about the world. It was reminds me of like teenager vibes sometimes, but it's also a great time for going really deep and for doing oracle work, tarot card reading work, going within, pulling back from the world a little bit. But just know most people I know tend to be a little bit sensitive around the Scorpio full moon. You could feel like certain like jealousy or possessiveness bubble up in your relationship. So if you're feeling that, just check in, ask yourself, you know, what's the story here? What's the truth? Is there a truth? Is there a non-truth I'm attaching to? And just check yourself. It's a, it's a good, and then go take care of yourself after. And then as we move into Tuesday, Wednesday, into Thursday evening, we have Sag Moon days. These are just days that are great for having fun, having conversations. If you're, you know, doing some plan, doing some networking or scheduling some coffee dates, Sag Moon Days are great for that. They're also like, I feel like if you're a salesperson, Sag Moon Days are a great day to get things done because they're very optimistic. People are feeling good, communication open, especially with the, the Gemini sun. But knowing that 
I'm going to get into it, but the 26th is the full moon lunar eclipse. So normally I'd be like, yes, Sag, 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 move, travel, have fun. But I do want you to, especially on the Scorpio full moon days, like use that as your starting date on the like, you know, 23rd, 24th to start slowing your world down, making space, doing less. Eclipse season really asks us and retrograde season to do the thing that our ego never wants to do, which is just slow the F down. Take it easy. Personally, you might feel higher energy, but know that the eclipse is going to make that energy feel very chaotic or unstable. Eclipses are no joke. Truly, they are powerful magic, but they are, uh, they're intense. So heed that. And then as we end the week, we will end the week with some Capricorn moon days. My advice for you is just to ground down on those days. Thursday, just ground down after the lunar eclipse. Capricorn Moon Days, I'm usually like, yeah, get stuff done, go after things, get organized, take it to the spreadsheets. But these Capricorn Moon Days, I just want you on Thursday to ground yourself, again, slow and steady. If there's like a baby step or two you need to take after some of your eclipse season downloads or aha moments, you can do that. But just find solid ground on Thursday, all right? Whatever that means to you, get grounded. Okay, so enough teasing about the eclipses, Maddie. Let's just talk about them. Okay, so eclipses, let's talk about what they are. They happen whenever we have a new or full moon within 15 degrees of the lunar nodes. Right now, our lunar nodes are in Sagittarius and Gemini, and we're going to have a Sag lunar eclipse on May 26th on the full moon, and then a solar eclipse on June 10th in Gemini. That's the new moon. A lunar eclipse is like a full moon on turbocharged steroids. Same thing with the solar eclipse, turbocharged on steroids, amped up new moon. Before I jump into what they mean and how to work with them, I just want to say eclipse season is not a time to do ritual work. Okay, babies? It's not a time to work with active manifestation work. It's more about being just receptive, surrendering, letting go. This is not like fear-mongering. Don't be scared of eclipses, but we just want to respect them. And we also want to work through our cycles and work with nature and work with the cosmos. It's also a way of saying like, my ego doesn't have to be in control every waking minute of every day. So eclipses are a time to be present. I really advise against trying to harness or use this energy. Eclipses come in and shake things up in a very chaotic way to kind of free us and liberate us and move certain things around. And when you are trying to hold on to that energy, it could just make you feel really chaotic and ungrounded and unstable. And that's not what we're here for. Eclipses are powerful portals into forces that are beyond our control, okay? We're just going to show the universe that we're okay with releasing the reins for a few weeks. Can we do that? Can we just take our hands off of the steering wheel for like a few weeks? Okay. So it is safe, however, during this time to do practices that are introspective, internal, reflective, oracle cards, tarot card readings, journaling, meditation, stream of consciousness writing. We just want to avoid anything where we're actively manifesting or asserting your will. This is a time to witness, listen, receive. Also, I don't recommend charging your crystals under the full moon and new moon this month under the eclipses, because again, like I said, 
into wild chaotic energy? Do you want to charge your crystal with an unstabilizing energy? Do you want to hold on to that throughout the next few months? Prob not. One of my teachers, Samuel Reynolds, he is not that much into like working with crystals or that kind of magic, but he does. He's the one who taught me that and he equated it to just, you know, eclipse energy would be like charging your crystal under eclipse energy would be like charging your iPhone with like a live power line from the street. It's too much. It's too much energy. It's just, you don't, you don't need all that. And it's not to say that you can't have your crystals out, but again, just not actively charging them. If for some reason you're listening to this after eclipse season and you already charged your crystals, it's okay. You haven't cursed yourself. You haven't put a pox on your house. It's just ground them, put them in the earth, put them in salt. And that's all. Nothing to be scared about, but just something. It's just, I'm a big fan of ritual and working in an intentional way with cosmic energies, but while still, you know, maintaining your sovereignty and maintaining how powerful you are. And to me, you know, working with eclipses in a certain way is just a way of honoring my natural cycle and just respecting the power of the cosmos. Okay. So with this lunar eclipse, what is a lunar eclipse? Well, like I said, a lunar eclipse is a full moon turbocharged. Lunar eclipse always happens on a full moon and it occurs when the earth stands between the moon and the sun, cutting off the light of the sun from the moon. Essentially the moon disappears And this is why in ancient times, eclipses, people wouldn't go outside during them. People didn't understand what was happening. And nature gets weird during eclipses. Several people have very weird stories of literally like birds being really weird, flying around in circles or or dropping down from like the sky. Because nature, it is weird to have the sun covered up, to have the moon covered up. I mean, the sun goes away in solar eclipse. It's a time, again, not to be scared, but just to honor eclipse season energy. It's a, it's like, ooh, okay, let, let's go within. Let's get a little quiet. And eclipses can really kick up a lot of energy that have been building for a long time, but they also bring enormous opportunities to heal, transform, release, move on, and it can happen really fast. And the lunar eclipse, aka the full moon part of it, usually marks an ending or a culmination. And they can be associated with breakthroughs, yes, maybe even some breakdowns, transitions, and releases. So full moons, as always, emotional. So lunar eclipse can bring a lot of emotions up to the surface, but we can also feel something coming full circle. Full moons bring closure. Um, Like I said, But like lunar eclipse is like closure with a capital C. Like we're not going back there. So I want you to think about, first of all, you know, this eclipse cycle started in mid-December, thinking about where you were on December 14th, around that time. What's happened since then? What's a cycle that's completing? What is something that you're like, you know what? I I am just done with this thing. It hasn't been working for a while, or I've, I've come to my full term with this. Eclipses can also really bring up unexpected truths, surprises, secrets. They can bring up crisis, conflict, unexpected circumstances. So just paying attention to the information you get during eclipse season, paying attention to where you're at your breaking point or where you're ready to choose a new plan or a new way of being. 
clips is really a reward radical self-honesty. I always think about it. It's like you deciding to release certain things in your life intentionally. It's a lot easier than having the universe decide for you. So as you lead up to this lunar eclipse and as you're in it, just being truthful with yourself or with others of what's not working, of what you're ready to let go of, to change. Okay, you'll be rewarded, especially because this is in the sign of the truth seeker, Sagittarius, the truth teller. And astrologers usually talk about eclipses as an eclipse story that really is a narrative that unfolds over the series of eclipses, which is approximately around two years. So this lunar eclipse is tying back to something that happened and started in June of last year. And it was a big deal because it was the first lunation in a brand new series of the Gemini Sag axis. So that started like a really big new chapter, new page in our collective like karmic story that's unfolding. So thinking back to where you were in December, but also in June of 2020, and you're going to understand even like maybe a larger, way bigger theme. Sorry, I have something in my throat. Hold on. Okay. So thinking back to where you were in June and December, are you going to understand some bigger, 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 like life, soul journey themes you're on. So just pay attention to all of that. With the lunar eclipse being in Sag, just some things I want you to think about are belief system. Sagittarius really connects us to ideologies and belief systems, but also it could be where we are too like dogmatic or holding onto a belief system as a truth like in a too tight of a way. So what are some belief systems that are maybe shedding away? These could be belief systems about you. They could be belief systems about the world, about someone else, about a situation. This is really a time to be open to new ways of knowing and to seeing yourself and the world more clearly, Um, especially with the, the sun in Gemini. We're really being asked to see situations from multiple perspectives, to turn things on their head a little bit, and just reflecting on where you may be unconsciously closed off or like, you know, fixing your ways in certain mindsets or circumstances, and just focusing on being more curious, uh, more open, and having those honest conversations with yourself or someone else is can really pay off big time right now, okay? So I just want you to know, I just want to close with just saying it can be emotionally intense or overwhelming. I'm not going to lie to you. And eclipses can be very draining. So like I was saying, using those days leading into the Scorpio full moon to really rest, relax, recharge, do less. The best way to move through eclipse season and retrograde season is just trying to not overpack your schedule. I know it's hard. I know we all have work and responsibilities and obligations and we don't always have the privilege of making our own schedule, but we do have always the power to make decisions for ourselves. And sometimes the things we pack in our schedule, they can wait, or they're just things that we're Like, where are the things, the pressures you're putting on yourself just from you to you? How can you maybe take a few days off from that and just give yourself space to breathe, to reflect, to process? Okay, so just being mindful of how and where you focus your thoughts, your time, your attention in the coming weeks, okay? Wherever focus goes, energy flows. And just using this time, thinking of it as a gift from the universe, 
to reprogram, to reset, to think about how can you live in alignment? What are the people and projects and plans that are in alignment with where you want to go and beginning to invest your energy, your thoughts, your words, and your actions towards that. All right, we're getting ready for some big, big change, retrograde eclipse season, Gemini season. Oh my, Jupiter's in Pisces. There's a lot going on. And you know, honestly, it's all working out for your highest good. That's just one of my mantras. This is all working out for my highest good. I'm allowing all of this to work out more miraculously, more magically than I can even imagine right now, okay? And if you're in the mood, if you are in the market for some big-ass cosmic change, well, get excited. This is the time. Big change can happen faster and in better ways than you can even think right now. Okay, so that's it for today. That is your week. Go forward, slay this week, stay cosmic, stay grounded, and be kind to yourself and others. Tune in to next week where we'll start going over Mercury retrograde, what to expect, how to work with it. And uh, yeah, come find me. Come find me and say hi on Instagram at I am Maddie Murphy or at the Cosmic RX. All right, bye. Do you love getting your Cosmic RX for the week here and want more? Make sure to sign up for our premium subscription so you can get exclusive access to bonus podcast episodes, all of my astrology info for the month ahead, and live new and full moon calls to help you manifest your dream life with an intentional international community of other cosmic baddies. Sign up through our link in show notes. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you want to know more about Cosmic RX, head on over to thecosmicrx.com. And if you really love this show, I'd love it if you left a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. I super love hearing from you and reading your reviews. All right, you cosmic baddie, tune in next week. And until then, remember, love yourself fully, work your magic, and take no shit.